What up, everybody, and welcome to the Short Series Podcast. On this podcast, I sit down with artists, creatives, and young entrepreneurs to talk about their stories. This podcast was recorded in Kansas City, Missouri with a very talented individual. Enjoy the wave. What up, everybody? It's Neighbor Street Wave, and welcome to the Short Series Podcast. Hope all is well. Today, my guest, Marco, the Afro Samurai Hutch. What's up, brother, man? What's up, brother? How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Appreciate your time. Uh, before we get started into um, your story, your life, I want to let the listeners know that how we've met and how we've known each other yeah. um, through Evan, through yeah. FAM, yep. so many other events, going over to Jess' house. We're yeah. always kicking it. Mm-hmm. Um, your vibe has always been super positive, and so I always... Yeah. Always love seeing you in the room. Thank love you, the vibe. You. The conversations are always popping. Yeah. And the yeah, listeners don't even know this is that we've been we've been probably trying to get down to sit with you probably for the last eight months. Eight months to make to something a year happen. Something like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Make yeah, something yeah, happen. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's here, listeners. It's yeah. we're gonna get this story out. So, uh, Marco, I want I want to get into your life. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, um, and then where you are now. All right. Um, originally, I'm from uh, Detroit, Michigan. Okay. And uh, I actually stayed out there until about, I want to say, 2007. <clears throat> so my dad, he, uh, he was uh, into singing, like Motown music and stuff like that. And he uh, ended up moving to Branson, Missouri. So I moved from Detroit to Branson in 2007. <clears throat> and um, that's when I picked up the martial arts out there, you know. So I uh, moved to Branson, Missouri, 07, got into wrestling. and. Uh, from wrestling, I got into kickboxing after that. So I wrestled for probably about a year, and then went to kickboxing the year after or whatnot. And eventually, it just started growing from there with the combat sports and the one-on-one sports. So, so, so being in Branson, so even like uh, growing up, yeah. uh, going to high school in Fort Scott, we'd go to Branson and go to Silver Dollar City. Yeah. Um, what other, what else was going on? There was some you other things. Silver Dollar City. All those shows. Uh, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, Go karting. Yeah. Miniature yeah. golf. Yeah. It was the shit. Yeah. Um, how did how did that scene going from Detroit to Branson formulate for yourself? I mean, how old were you when you moved there? I moved there when I was about let's see, I want to say like 13, 14, around that time. But the uh, transition was it was so different, man. Like coming from Detroit, you know, just a rough area, whatnot, right. and just like, you know, keeping to yourself, having to watch your back all the time, right. and just, you know, not really mess with anybody unless you actually know them, to right. <clears throat> going to Branson, Missouri, where, you know, everybody is just like friendly as hell. Like, <laughs> you know, so people come to you and they talk to you, it's the right. southern hospitality that they have. So yeah. they're like, how you doing? And you're like, what do you want from me? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you just look at them like they're crazy. Like, why, why are they so friendly? You know, but. And that must have led to wrestling. Were you in wrestling before you went to Branson? Or was it like, when you got to Branson, you're like, what's this all about? Yeah, yeah. When I got into wrestling, like, when I got into wrestling, like, that's when I went to Branson or whatnot. And I actually had a um, guy named uh, Jonathan Emmon, which he's a well-known wrestler. Actually, out of Fort Scott. No, actually, no. Fort, I want to say Fort Hayes. Okay. Yeah, so solid dude, man. Yeah. And um, that's who actually got me into wrestling. And, uh, you know, I just went for my wrestling, I'll say, like, eighth you know, like from eighth to ninth grade or whatnot. And then from there on, man, it was just like, what's next? Yeah. Jiu-Jitsu came. Yeah. Kickboxing came. I, I kind of feel like that's like the equivalent of um, us in the like music realm. If we could yeah. do piano for like three or four years, yeah, it's kind of yeah. like a, a good foundation yeah. and skill base to move on. You I kind of feel to. like that's that wrestling. You got to, you, you got, You're either curious of like, 
I gotta do something bigger, better. Right, right. add to it, man. You yeah. gotta be, you gotta be uh, diverse. Right. Diverse. I'd rather be a a, sw a switch blade, or not a switch blade, a Swiss Army knife mm -hmm. yeah. than a single blade. You know what I'm saying? It's true. That's true. That's okay, good. so kickboxing, yeah. then yeah. What else? So, so after wrestling, <clears throat> um, I want to say yeah, it was uh, my ninth grade year actually. Um, there was this police officer in our school. His name was Officer T. Star, and he was like. Hey, I heard you was a good wrestler, a really good dude. I want you to come down to my gym. We do kickboxing and jujitsu there. So I'm like, God, this is a whole nother level. You know, Were you nervous? Like, Were you like, yeah, I was nervous, man. Were I was you? nervous, excited, but you know, I was willing to take on a challenge. So this police officer, and uh, it was actually a group full of police officers. So it wasn't just one, but it was just like a group of these guys, right? And they're like, yeah, come train with us. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm going against these police officers. So I remember my first day actually sparring. I had this guy, his name is uh, Seth, whatnot, and really solid dude. I still talk to him. And he was like one of my first rounds ever. And, um, you know, I had the wrestling background, you know, but he had the jiu-jitsu. So he was way more diverse right. in the grappling aspect as far as, like, taking it back, having chokes, having, you know, submissions with the joint locks and stuff like that. So I didn't really have any success with this guy. Now I didn't have any, you know, traditional striking either. I had, you know, Detroit and wrestling. <laughs> you know, that's all I had. <laughs> I used to fight a lot back there in Detroit, but that's all I had when I was coming into the gym. So, uh, so um, I remember I tried to throw a kick at this dude. Right, he catches my leg and just pulls me back, like pulls me down onto my ass, man. And I'm like, I got my ass whooped that day too. But I was like, man, I really like this. You know what I'm saying? It's a challenge. Challenge, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the, the officers there, they were really cool, man. And right. I, I ended up staying there for, I'll say probably about like a year. And then uh, that gym actually closed down. Oh, damn. You know, so we really didn't have the funds to keep that, that gym up and going. But it was just a good little background for me to have starting off. So I had set out a, a year of uh, training the martial arts. and then Just uh, a whole year out? Yeah, yeah, it took a whole year out. Then I was like, got to the party scene. I kind of, you know, went away from my, my martial arts. Excuse me, I had a little burp. All these protein, these damn right. protein shakes, you Gotta know, trying to get big and all Gotta that stuff. It, so. <laughs> but, uh, so uh, the the year after, I was into a party scene or whatnot, and, you know, was, I was going down the wrong path, you know, partying, you know, staying up late, partying on school nights. You know what I'm saying? Getting in and out of jail, fighting, you know, just a lot of crazy stuff. So took that year off, got arrested, and I'm like, dude, I need to really get back on the, you know, I really need to get my life back on track. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got arrested probably like six times in a year. Wow. <laughs> you know, this yeah. was just off from like fighting and, yeah. you know, just getting yeah. altercations and stuff like that. But, so, you know, I was like, dude, I need to get back on the track with the martial arts. That's what kept me centered. Yeah. So that following year, let's say it was like my, I want to say sophomore years. That's when I start taking it serious. Like, so I like gave up the partying, gave up the drinking. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I'm gonna focus on this. So I heard about this uh, place called Branson Fight Club. Okay. And uh, I remember my boy Brian Astorga. He was a boxer coming out. He's from Mexico City, but uh, he boxed up there in uh, Minnesota. Okay. And he moved down to Branson too. And we were really tight. And he was like, Hey, you need to come check out this gym, Branson Fight Club. They got all these MMA fighters. They're pro fighters. You know what I'm saying? Kickboxers, wrestlers, anything you want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the first gym I started off at, which with, with officers, it was just, you know, you know, basic stuff. But when I went to Branson Fight Club, I had a full arsenal of different guys, different looks. Yeah. So I went in there, 
How was that first day like stepping in there? Uh, the first day was awesome, man. Was it? Like, cause like I had my wrestling background and I had my basics. Okay. So a lot of these guys didn't know. They just thought I was a kid just off the streets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, I remember my first day. Uh, so I went, uh, I went in there and the head coach was JT Tilly. You know what I'm saying? He was my previous coach and manager and we'd done a lot together. But um, so my first day there, it was uh, JT Tilly which is my coach, and then it was this guy he partnered with named uh, Mike Maple. And uh, they, you know what I'm saying, they went into business and had the Branson Fight Club and whatnot going. I remember my first day, uh, I come in there, and uh, we have this grappling day, and we have like a circle full of guys, right? And, um, you know, the, the guy, Mike Maple, he picked me out, was like, I want that guy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he like called me out, I'm like, hold up. So, you know, I had to I had to step in a circle, man. So all these guys, was uh, yeah, it was, what, what so, happened? so he, he thought I was a chump. He was a lot bigger than me. So me and him tangle up. I take his back and I take him for a ride. Five-star suplex. <laughs> I had to get him with the suplex and whatnot. And then he was like, damn, you actually know some stuff, man. Damn. So, you know, yeah. I, ended up, I ended up getting him in that round or whatnot. But coming out, you know, Looking at me, you know what I'm saying, not knowing what I had. I was a scrawny kid back then, like really, really scrawny. Like I'm a lanky guy now, but I was real scrawny, you know what I'm saying? But I took him for that ride and he like, holy shit, man, this guy actually really knows something. So the coach there, he was like, if you can throw a guy like that, I want you in my gym. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like 14, 15 years old, you know? And he was like, you know, I know you're not working right now, but from here on out, if you want to just clean the mats to pay the dues at the gym, you can train here. So I was like, bet. You know what I'm saying? That'll keep me out of trouble. That'll keep me out of partying. Mm -hmm. That'll keep me away from just, you know, the negativity in my home yeah. life, too, yeah. that I was going through. So that was my outlet to express myself, you know what I'm saying, as in my youth, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I bet, like, mentally for you, that was, like, yeah. such a, a, yeah, a huge structure for yeah. you. Great yeah. foundation. Yeah. Yeah, just sure. to to build off of, and then also mm -hmm. to encourage yourself. Yeah, because you know? you're yeah. you're in a room full of people that are fighting. Yeah, yeah. passionately for what they love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. And it it helped me out, man. I say like it it kept me uh, kept me centered. You know what I'm saying? Through all the stuff that I was going through in my home life, I can just close those doors when I go to the gym. I can leave that at the door and just express myself. That was my way, that was my art, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, so, uh, so 15 on up, I'm training, you know, training on up, man, just going against the top guys. Like uh, I had a guy, Rance Faust, you know what I'm saying? That was a guy that I was, uh, that I looked up to, you know what I'm saying? And he was, uh, he was just a killer in the area, man. Everybody looked up to him, feared, he's a feared guy. Like he taught me how to kick, taught me a lot of stuff, man. And um, so I had Rance Faust uh, at the time, Blake Robbins, which he was a top guy too in the area. And um, from 15 up to 18, I had these guys just kicking my ass. And then eventually I got better. And then we were starting to have even rounds. And then, you know, sometimes I have better rounds, you know? Yeah. So from 15 to 18, I was legal to fight. So I had all that training before I was able to fight. Up until I was 18, it was uh, 10 days after my birthday, my 18th birthday. Had my very first fight in Springfield, Missouri. Ooh. Official fight. So, uh, how did that all? How did that go down? Man, I slaughtered this dude, bro. Did you? <laughs> yeah. It was. It was so like this dude was like he was just talking crap or whatnot, and he was a coach at this uh, small gym. Uh, I guess it was called like the Four Seven Boys, but he was a coach. 
and uh, you know, first round start, man. I'm I'm in here with this guy. I hit him, you know, one two, and then I try to throw a push kick. My push kicks weren't on point as they are now, so I hit the dude, and it just slides off of him. Like, oh shit. So me and this dude wrap up. I take him down, and uh, I'm starting to hit him. He gives up his back, so I push his face in the mat, right? And I'm drilling him, just boom, drilling him, head popping up and everything, man. And I probably, I, I probably beat him in. I'll say about. 45 seconds, I beat him in the first round. Fight was over. And then uh, after that fight, I'll say probably like three months later, I got a call. This dude want to run it back. He said, ain't trained hard enough. So I was like, I'm in school too. I'm taking this call. My teacher like, go ahead, take the phone call, whatever you got to do. So <laughs> I take this call. I'm in the middle of class. And he, I was like, yeah, let's, let's run it back. You know what I'm saying? My coach was like, you know what I'm saying? Dude, wanna, he want to fight you again. He said he could do better. He wasn't training hard enough for you. So took the fight, and then I smashed him up. And 35 seconds, the second time we went at it. Shit. <laughs> and this dude was really trying to bring it to Round man. two. Yeah, 35 yeah, seconds. Yeah, 35 seconds. Damn. He was, like, going off on Facebook, talking all this crap. You know what I'm saying? Just coming after me, like, oh, this dude ain't nothing, blah, blah, blah. I ain't even trained that hard enough for him. I'm like, well, that's your fault you didn't train. I made sure I got my training in. There. Right. So I remember uh, I fought him at this club called uh, Shake It Up in Branson. And um, dude was just like, he came out, you know, I'm teeing off on him. I do, I throw a double jab cross, boom, he flies back. And he comes back, he tries to square with me again. He throws this wide hook from back here. I blocked it, came back down the middle, hit him with a cross again. And then he tries to take me down, like, just like shoot for my legs. Mind you, I'm like 18 years old. This dude's like, 27, 30, just a grown ass man. Shit. So I'm pushing his face down like in the corner and I'm just drilling. Boom, boom. And then uh, I ended up securing full mount on him and then I choked him out with this thing called Ezekiel choke. Very yeah. rare choke. Yeah. And then that's what like, you know, that's what settled it off from there yeah. on out. So I beat that guy. There was no more shit talking after that. Hey. <laughs> so yeah, it, was, it, was, it was pretty cool, man. Uh, I think it's also uh, really important for listeners to know that like how much training goes into to winning a fight, would you maybe know or walk us through that that yeah. procedure of like what that week would be like leading up to the fight? What what would you have to do in order like, to get ready? Getting ready for that fight. So usually about like you have like uh, I said about four to six, you know, six to four weeks to get ready for a full fight camp, you know. And uh, basically, man, you're gonna be missing out on parties. You're gonna be missing out on. Uh, Holidays sometimes, you, you're going to miss out on a lot of stuff. Hanging out with your friends, if you're really serious about it, you know, you're going to miss out on a lot of stuff. But I'll say, like, the week <clears throat> prior to the fight, it's going to be a lot of visualization about what you're going to do. And it's, uh, and you're going to drill a lot of that stuff, too, you know what I'm saying, with, with your partners, people you train with in the gym and stuff like that, too. So you're going to go through the game plans. You're going to have nights where you're just up all night thinking about it, where you can't sleep, where you're just so excited about it. Yeah. You know, like when Christmas is coming, you know, <laughs> you know what's about to happen, but yeah. something's good going to happen, you know, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, so it's like, you got, you got all of the, all those things going, man, but, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of training that goes into it. I'll say, like, daily, you got, you know, three to six hours of training, of working on yourself, of working on your, your diet, making sure you eat clean. Make sure you're training, make sure you, you know, like you're getting your strength training also, sparring, grappling, all of that stuff, man. So it's just like hours and hours of, of obsession. And when you're not working out, you're thinking about it. You gotta think about it too. You know what I'm saying? You really gotta be like 
obsessed about it if you really want to you know go somewhere with it so. yeah yeah you've got to and uh with training even behind that comes a community mm -hmm. a support system mm -hmm. how important has that been for you as a fighter so uh, far in your career it's been a blessing man for yeah. real like even just you know when i was uh starting my career in a small town you know just being able to you know meet people for who they are you know what i'm saying and just you know when i can come out the cage and just have people there just to talk to them and just like tell them hey if you really want to do something with your life you know what i'm saying just go for it you know whether it's fighting whether it's being a doctor whether it's being an artist you know what i'm saying it's good to have those people just in your corner and just pushing you telling you yeah. telling you that you could do it too man you know so and what do you what are you doing up here to like stay focused and everything i know you're not just at um your training facility but you're at other places mm -hmm. doing other things right yeah. now right yeah, yeah you want to yeah. talk a little bit about that yeah as well? yeah yeah so so far like i'm uh so my main training uh place that i'm at is uh glory mma oh, yeah. which is uh ran by james Krause. Is that in Lee summit yeah that's in yes, Lee summit. summit yeah yeah so you got uh so you got two glories you got uh, one in Lee summit which is that's uh, James Krause's, and then you got Zach Cummins. He's a, he has the one in uh, Northland, and both of them they're in the UFC. Phenomenal guys, man. They're just they're making a turn in the UFC right now. And since I moved up here, man, like uh, so I've been at Glory primarily, and then I'll go, you know, I do, I train a few people at like Title, and then sometimes I get some cross training in also. Like I'll get cross training in at a low low kick. Okay, which cool. is Brian Carroll's gym in the West Bottom. So oh, yeah. I'll get some cross training in there just to you know sharpen up on Muay Thai. But primarily, I'm over there at uh, Glory Glory MMA. So, nice. yeah. man, it's been it's been a blessing, man. It's been uh, bringing new tools to my game. You know, what I'm saying things that I, you know, you know, we got like a lot of guys up there that's just <laughs> they they're good at everything. Yeah. So it forces you to be good at everything. Yeah. And, It'll force you out your your comfort zone to right. make you better, right. make those things your strengths. Too. Well, and I think like iron sharpens iron. You know what Most I mean? Definitely. Like, Most and definitely. And that and and that like, um, you know, verse and in that message, it's yeah. just like that's what it's got to be in the gym to yeah. really like formulate and to build. For sure. To that's create the, a to create a community. Yeah, that's yeah. the truth, man. For real, it is, man. Like every day, like I can't even miss a week, even with new guys coming in, like guys that's been there for like a few months. If I miss a week, those guys are getting better. And I go back in there, those rounds are that much harder for me. So I have to be there as much as I can. Yeah. Because it's always, competition's always right. going up. Well, and know? speaking of that, like having a lifestyle of an MMA fighter, being healthy, getting mm -hmm. in your weight on mm -hmm. your fights, mm -hmm. how important that is to you. And then how, how do you stay consistent on that? You know, just, uh, you know, stand on it as far as like just, you know, stay working out also, you know. Uh, and then make sure you diet and right too, man. You know, how many meals a day do you do? You <sighs> right now, since I'm going up a weight class, I'm eating probably say maybe like four to six meals, man. <laughs> Big meals For too, real? bro. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. are those meals like? So it's, it, you know, of? I'll have my lean meat. So I'll have like my. So right now I'm doing like a salmon. I'll have a little egg in there, some rice, and then uh, you know I have that. You know, that's like my main thing, you know. Sometimes I have like a chicken, you know, chicken salad, big old chicken salad. Yeah. Uh, it'll be times where I'm just, you know, snacking. I'll have like a cottage cheese or a yogurt, you know what I'm saying? So I'm when, just... When do you stop eating before uh, a fight? Uh, An hour before? Yeah, I'll say, I'll say probably about like hour or two before the fight, you know. Okay. Sometimes I really don't like to eat a whole lot, you yeah. know, on fight day. I would be like... 
I think too much caught up in the anxiety of like food would be the last thing yeah, I could think yeah, about. Yeah. But the first thing I think about when I get done. Yeah, yeah. So when I hop off the scale though, <laughs> when I hop off the scale, that's a different story right there. Like I'll eat everything inside, man, for real. Like yeah, guy, clean slate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because like you got weigh-ins and then like, you know, some dudes, they cut a lot of weight for weigh-ins. But right now I'm gaining weight. So. Yeah. And, and so um, what, uh, what class are you going for? So I'm going from uh, middleweight to 205, okay. you know what I'm saying? So that's a uh, light heavyweight. Okay. So, I mean, Bellator, they needed somebody for uh, this 205 class. So I'm like, dude, I'm, put me in. Put me in, let's you do know, this. Let's do it, man. I can, I'm still fast there, you know? Yeah. And you got a fight coming up. Yeah, that's uh, February 21st, actually. 21st, yeah. Yeah, Thackerville, Oklahoma, man. I saw the flyer. It's yeah. saved. I'm going to start yeah. posting it. Like, yeah. You already know. Yeah, like, yeah, man. I'm excited. I want to I wanna definitely try to catch a fight. Like, yeah. go with Evan. Go yeah. with the homies. One of them. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, We go experience that. I think yeah, that would be really, really cool. Yeah, you should. Have you ever been any MFA, MMA fights? Or have you ever seen any? Back in the day. So, probably, like, six years ago. Yeah. A north, up north in, the, like, the casino area. Okay. Like they were doing Paris, MMA? Maybe. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They do fights there. Crazy enough. So check yeah. this out. Yeah. People don't know this. Yeah. Um, worked at a church coming out of college. Uh -huh. The pastor I worked with, he would do the ring announcements. Oh, okay. So he would always leave tickets for me. So I'd just be like, oh, yeah, shit, this yes. is dope. Let's yeah, just go yeah, check it yeah, out. Yeah. And sometimes, like, I'd, I would expect, I would see two uh, opponents, and I'd be mm. like, oh, this is going to be a great fight. Right, and then right. it would just be like, one hit knockout. <laughs> it'd be like, like that sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> and so it went from, like, you know, I would, I'd probably think like three hour event yeah, to like yeah. an hour and a half. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is really quick. Like mm -hmm. they're just ducking through these fights. Yeah, it's not like, I mean, it's not like, and that's the thing when people ask me like, what time are you fighting? Yeah. I can't really give them a straight answer because it's like, it depends on how the guy fights before exactly. me and then the guy fight yes. before him and before him. Yeah. So it all varies. It's we we try to show up mm. to one that was supposed to be at a time yeah. and we missed it by like an hour. Yeah. Just because it, it was Because like, it can go that quick. Fights are very unpredictable. Anything can happen. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. why I try, to, I try to stress that enough. Like, yeah, no, for anything sure. Anything can happen, man. For so. sure. Uh, I want to go into our advice time. Uh, yeah. What would you say, any advice or encouragements for those that are wanting to begin MMA or go to the gym? Uh, that want to go to the gym? Uh, you know, uh, if you're just starting off, man, and you want to, you know, get into it, just go, first of all. Just show up. I know a lot of people are like, you know, I got to get in shape to – get into MMA or have to get, no, just show up there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you don't go to school, you know what I'm saying, without a pen and paper and be like, oh, I have to, I have to get smart before I go to school. Right. You just go to school, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So show up, first of all. And then second is just um, ask questions, man. You know, that's what helped me a lot. Like, when I was, uh, you know, when I'm training, if I got somebody that's catching me with something, like a cool submission, and I'm like, damn, what you get me with? You know, always ask questions. That's how you solve the problem, you know what I'm saying? That's how you grow, you know, in the gym, out the gym. So. See, and I think, like, in that situation, I'd be a little nervous, too, because I'd be like, no, I got to be like this person yeah, next yeah, to yeah, me, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Rather <laughs> being like, how can I become? I think that'd be kind of frustrated for me, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm impatient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, tomorrow I'm going to learn this. It'll be like, I'll be yeah. Rocky Balboa. Yeah, Here we yeah. Go. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, the growing process starts right there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, after you get hit with this submission or you get caught with something and they're like, holy shit, what did you hit me with? What do you see? What do you see that I don't see? That's right. why I always ask them. What do you see that yeah. I don't see? Because I could be doing some stuff that, you know, I feel is working for me, and then it, it might not work for me this time, and then they might have the answer to that. Yeah. I want to know what you're catching me with. Yeah. How are you catching me with? Yeah, yeah that's Then cool. that's how yeah. you know right then and there, because yeah. I, can't, I can't just, like, keep the ego and be like, 
man, fuck this guy, why not? Yeah. I'm gonna get him next time, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes it just, it's, sometimes you have to ask and be real with yourself. You gotta be raw. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't have too much of ego to ask, you know, what's going on, you know? Because I got, I got partners that's good at everything, man. Like in every department, I always ask them, man, like, what do you see? You know? Anything you could wish you could tell your 18 year old self that you, something you've learned now? Compare yourself of what where you are now. Uh, if I was to tell my 18 year old self something, I'd say, shit. Huh. What would I tell him? I mean, just never stop trying, man. You know, I mean, that's that's what's the creed I live by, man. I know yeah. it's kind of like cliche, but don't give up. Yeah, you know, there's gonna yeah. be some hard days ahead of you, but just keep pushing. For sure. Yeah. You know. One word that describes you. Persistent. Ooh, I like that, man. For sure, man. <laughs> Is that something you live by? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Most definitely, man. Yeah, it's got, you got to be consistent. You got to, man. You got to yeah. be consistent. You got to be persistent. Yeah. All of that, man. You got to pursue the course. You know what I'm saying? Sure. No, no matter how many times you get knocked off of it, man, you got to just keep coming, man. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you got to. Uh, 2020, any goals for you? Uh, I at least want to get this year. I want to get at least like four or five fights. Potentially, you know, get which a big, again the first one is February twenty first. Yeah, February twenty first, okay. Thackerville, Oklahoma, for Bellator, man. Yeah. And uh, you know, and it, I'm gonna use this fight just to make a statement, man. You know, what I'm saying just to show the world this is where I belong. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Making a mark. Yeah, making a mark, man. That's what like it's all that, about. Man. So. All right, man. Well, I appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you, uh, Listeners, make sure you go check out uh, my friend Marco on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, yeah, the Real Afro Samurai on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Marco Hutch. So, uh, and then I got, a, I got a Twitter, but I don't use that at all. So uh, I'm usually mainly just Facebook and Instagram. So yeah, no, yeah I appreciate you that, man. There. All right, listeners, you can catch us on uh, Instagram, Streetwave, S-T-R-E-E-T-W-A-V-V-E. And we're on 10 different platforms. And then if you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. You know you want to. Um, Yeah, we're here at Blip, and we out. Peace.